You are good. Father, thank you for Sue and thank you. Thank you for Dave as well, who's at home this evening, not feeling too well. We just bless the pair of them. And thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for the wisdom that they carry, uh, especially with their heart for the nation of Israel. And we just, we just bless Dave and Sue tonight. And uh, I pray, Holy Spirit, come and fill her up afresh as she speaks to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Is that high enough? Yeah, okay. lovely. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm Stefan in Dave's shoes, so... <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not panicking. Fine. I just... I brought this along tonight, and it sounds a bit daft, but yesterday, when I went to the ladies' afternoon, and we had a... I read a, a craft afternoon, and um, I learned how to cover a book. And I picked the material um, because I thought it was lovely and vibrant. There was some other material, but that just, just stuck out at me. And I, I thought I'd like to show you. <laughs> and then I realized that it's probably something else um, behind that as well. Because um, it's all psychedelic and it's lovely colors. And it's life. To me, it's like it speaks of life and rich tapestries and um, I just so maybe some of you have heard what I might be about to say Um, I felt that there was such a lot of um, richness about communion that maybe we don't often look into it in the way that um, maybe the early church were aware of and when Jesus um, himself took communion or the Lord's Supper with his disciples for the last time. And he specifically gave instructions to them as to what to do. And he knew that his time was coming um, to leave the earth and fulfill his father's purposes for the world. And then, then, at that time, for the nation of Israel. And so he directed them to go and follow a man with a water jar, which was an unusual thing. Some of you knew that already, that the men didn't do that kind of thing. They didn't carry water. It was the ladies that did it all the time. And so he was a special person. He was an Essene of the Essene sect. And he was taking um, the jar to this particular place. Um, And they celebrated Passover, which is the meal, that Jesus shared with his disciples, the Lord's Supper. They celebrated it the day before uh, everybody else in the nation would have celebrated it, just the thing that they did. And so he, he took them, they followed him, and he went to a room, and they started to prepare. And there was a lot to prepare, because they have certain symbols that um, reminded them of when um, the children of Israel were in Egypt. And they were there for hundreds, about, I think it's 400 years. So it was a very long time. It was a special time to remember how God had been faithful um, during the years before um, when they were in bondage, but especially when he released them 
and there were certain cups that they had and certain symbols that they had at the Passover meal, which is our Lord's Supper. Um, not all of them I'm going to go into, but of course they had unleavened bread because they couldn't, uh, they hadn't got the time to let the bread rise. So the bread had no yeast in it at all. That was why it was unleavened. Um, they hadn't got the time for, to wait for it to rise properly. So it was all flat bread. And they had the wine. And they had other symbols too. But the, um, what I'd like to, sh- to point out to you tonight is that um, also they had the lamb. Um, and the, the, what was so amazing was that the, the lambs that were taken... Uh, for sacrifice at the temple were the sacrificial lambs that were on the fields of Bethlehem, like a symbol of what Jesus was about to do. Um, and the other thing they had was that they, the, the, and they, that they do in this day and generation, they have three pieces of matzah, which for now is our unleavened bread. Okay, so they took the third, the one in the middle, and they broke it in half, like that. Well, I can't break it in half. And they folded it in the white cloth, okay, and it was hidden. And in that, their time, the Jews that came to do Passover after. Um, Jesus demonstrated it to his disciples, were doing this in part of their meal. And later on during the meal, the children of that in that room at the time were the ones who went to find the hidden matzah. Okay, but in the, in the process of the meal, they had cups of wine, which the first one was, I am calling you out. I'm calling you out of Egypt. I'm taking you and I'm leading you out. Okay? The second one is called. That's the last one. <laughs> Get it in order, Sue. Second one was I will deliver you. I will not only save you, but I will deliver you from the bondage that you've been in in Egypt. Okay? It's called Cup of Judgment. They had been under such heavy bondage, but he's going to take them out and he's going to set them free. Well, on this, on the third cup, which I've managed to tear, (laughs) it's called the Cup of Redemption. And in in the meal, when they take the first third cup out, they take out, they find in the white cloth the broken matzah, broken in two. The third cup is the cup of redemption. So within that meal is the story of what Jesus did. And the Jewish people to this day 
do that every time they, they have Passover. Wow. And their eyes are blind. Praise God, there are many who are coming to know Yeshua because he's revealing himself to them because they are not satisfied with what Judaism has for them. They've, you know, the, all of the festivals and the feasts point to Jesus and what he's done. So we pray for them, that they, their eyes will be opened and revealed. And I've seen many, many testimonies, not only of Jewish people, but specifically of those who have this tremendous block because of what has happened down through the years, the ages, that they're Christ killers. His, let his blood, well, they did say that, his blood be on our head. But it's as if, the, and, it is, and the name of Jesus, forgive us all, <laughs> that these things have happened. You know, in, in the Holocaust, in Nazi Germany, it was the Christians who were doing, in the German nation, who were doing that for the Jewish people. So there's no wonder that when in Jesus' name comes up, they, they cannot, um, they're not really in a position to be able to understand. But give them a New Testament and they will be able to read exactly who Jesus is because they think he isn't what he says he is. They don't know, they don't understand you know, the light of God has come, come into their hearts, many of them, but it costs them dearly. I didn't know I was going to say this, but it costs them dearly to follow him. A lot of them have, um, are cut off completely from their families. But um, other, other people have their families come into an understanding too. So I didn't know I was going to say that. Um, so the last cup is... I will restore you, and I want to come back for you, which means Jesus saying He's going to come back and take and um, bring them, bring us to be with Him. I think that's it. I think that. Um, we have this tremendous privilege to share in this meal. And I hope I've given you a little bit of an idea of the background. But it's not only um, the bread and the wine, signifying his body and his blood, which t was a tremendous thing to say. And uh, it possibly um, quite amazed the disciples. They maybe didn't understand. They didn't understand a lot they didn't understand why he'd come. And when he said what I, he was going to do, they said, that can't be right. Uh, he said, yes, it's going to happen. I know Peter was the one who was most taken aback because he, he fought and he cut off the high priest's servant's ear. You know, he did some, something like that. But I think most of them didn't have any idea what was happening and what was going to come. But you see that... The, and the beauty of it all is that it broke all of the, the things that were set in place for them to be able to get to God. We have that privilege. 
now, and they do too once they understand it, to come to God through Jesus. He is that final sacrifice. Nothing else would have been any good. He is that perfect sacrifice. God's perfect plan, not only for them, but for us too. We we have that privilege. But it was initially for those who were the nation of Israel at the time. Um, Of course, it went further because of Peter and because of Paul, who became believers. But we have that tremendous privilege. I don't know if we understand how much um, a change it was. You didn't have to go and do it every single... You know, you didn't have to go every year and sacrifice... um, the bulls and the goats and the, the pigeons and everything that was set in place by the Mosaic law to be able to reach God. You know, the temple was torn in two. We have that access. We have freedom. We have the freedom. The freedom that's portrayed through this meal that they understood but we've got a, a richer, deeper understanding. Um, the way is open for us all. So, shall we just break the bread and um, yeah. share communion? Sure. Yeah, you, do you want to pour the wine out? Yeah. And the... <coughs> I, I think it's absolutely amazing. I, I'm just going to reiterate that, that you know, in the Passover meal, as they're sharing, they have these three pieces of bread. And, you know, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You know, and when he said, he took the bread and broke it, he said, this is my body broken for you. Well, the Jews do this. They break the bread, they put it in a white shroud, and then they take it away from the other two pieces. So the three bits of bread are like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Son is broken put in a white shroud and taken away and hidden. And then it's the children's part of the thing to actually go and hunt it out and find it. And how Jesus said, unless you change and become like little children, you won't be able to enter into the kingdom of God. And there's something about the heart of faith that can believe what he's done that is, it's just amazing, isn't it? They've been doing it all of these years and the very meal that God instructed them to do and the way that they were celebrating it was just speaking of Jesus, 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 all the way until he actually came and did it with his disciples. So anyway, Father, thank you. And thank you for Sue and thank you for her insights to that. And we thank you for your your body, which was broken for us. Thank you that when you took the punishment in your body, when you took the, the whipping on your back, The Bible says that it's by those stripes that we are healed. And thank you that as we come together uh, and we can receive the bread, we can receive the body, we can receive healing into our own bodies as well. For whatever it is that maybe we're struggling with or on behalf of someone else, we can uh, receive what you did on the cross for us. And thank you that when you came and shed your blood... It paid for every sin that we have committed, that we are committing, and that we will ever commit. It paid the price for those sins once and for all. 
So every single sin is paid for. And we remember that as we come and uh, take the juice or the there's some good stuff at the back here, some port. (coughs) So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for those. We thank you for the bread. We thank you for the wine. We thank you that as we take it, we proclaim your death until you come back. We receive healing in our bodies and we receive redemption in our souls every time that we come. And so we thank you for it. So I suggest, yeah, there's not so many of us. So like, come up. There's three different stations here that you can partake from. Have we put a bit of the, is that good? You're not, no, okay. That one's just for show. It's not a real one. It's like the model, the, the facsimile that you have in the,